You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It is Monday, April 13th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Trey Scott. I hope everybody had a great holiday weekend. And as we turn the page on another week in a weird time that we're living in, I kind of thought to myself, we haven't really talked about the NFL draft very much. It's in 10 days. It's going to be virtual. Never seen anything like it. Just saw that Roger Goodell will announce the picks from the basement of his home in New Jersey or New York. And all the prospects will be virtual and there's going to be some EA sports deal where the there's like a, a game video game representation of the players shaking Goodell's hand. Anyway, it's going to be super weird, but I'm kind of glad that we have it as a distraction or a diversion or just a fun thing to cover in this era. And as far as college football fans are concerned, I think you guys are interested in the NFL draft, right? Like I don't know any college football fans who don't care about it. So despite the fact that this is a college football podcast, I thought, especially without spring practice, we should devote some of our coverage to the NFL draft. So that's what we're going to do today. There's 10 days to go. So I've got 10 things for college football fans to know. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but there it is. And then after that, we'll take a really quick break and I'll catch you up on some college football news. It's all coronavirus related, unfortunately, but it is what it is. So let's start 10 days, 10 things to know. 10 points. Point number one, LSU's Joe Burrow is going to become the 23rd Heisman Trophy winner to be selected number one overall in the NFL draft. And he'll be the third in a row, actually following that string of Sooners, Baker Mayfield in 2018 and Kyler Murray in 2019. My guess is that Joe Burrow has a really nice career in Cincinnati. Everyone kind of talks about the Bengals being a wasteland and why would Joe Burrow want to go there? But wasn't the book on the Bengals until the past season that they would go to the playoffs and then never win the big one? So if you've got a team that the infrastructure of your roster at least are at least, you know, you're two years removed from perpetually just losing in the first round of the playoffs, like you would think you got some pieces. They've got A.J. Green. They've got Tyler Boyd. They've got Joe Mixon at running back. You figure that Joe Burrow is going to do a pretty good job there. So excited to see that. Todd McShay on ESPN the other day said there's a 95% chance that Joe Burrow is the number one overall pick. The only way it doesn't happen is if somebody such as Miami, which I believe has three first round picks available, makes a trade to swing up to take who knows who. Uh, Wouldn't Joe Burrow be the number one quarterback? Anyway, point number two, speaking of quarterbacks in the first round, it seems like a slam dunk that we will have three quarterbacks go in the top 10 at least in Burrow and Alabama's Tua Tungavailoa and Oregon's Justin Herbert. Looks like all three could be gone by pick six. The number six pick belongs right now to the Los Angeles Chargers. Herbert's getting a lot of buzz there. They just lost Phillip Rivers in free agency. I think the interesting thing about Tua, it's clear he's going to be a top five, top ten pick. His medical reports are coming out good. and He look, he had a, a showcase in Nashville, actually, at a training facility. With Trent Dilfer, a virtual pro day of sorts, and he, he looked good there too. He looks like Tua. It's interesting thinking about back to November 
when the talk was, should he come back to school to salvage his draft status? And we talked about, well, if two is the pick number 32, here's much how much money he loses compared to if he was number one pick. Good for Tua. He's going to be a top five, top 10 pick. So that's three quarterbacks. But maybe we even get up to five quarterbacks. Utah State's Jordan Love and Washington's Jacob Eason. Depending on which mock draft you're looking at, and there are a lot of them you're seeing, those two guys in the mix seems like a safe bet that you would have one of those guys be a first round pick. Like, right? Like, there's got to be a quarterback taken from seven to 32. The Patriots, I hear, are shopping for a quarterback. And Love, in particular, has been a popular talking point recently, which brings us to point number three. Who is Jordan Love, the Utah State product? Casual college football fans are probably familiar with him. He had a really, well, let me start with it. He had a really nice 2018 season, 32 touchdowns, six interceptions. We wrote about him last offseason as a guy getting a lot of buzz. And then in 2019, under a new coaching staff, wasn't nearly as good. 20 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. So which Jordan Love are you going to get? I was watching ESPN all week, and they said teams are really starting to kind of kick around the, the idea of taking Jordan Love in the first round. And his former coach, Matt Wells, who's now at Texas Tech, said he was fielding lots of calls over the weekend regarding Love. Love's only FBS offer out of high school in Bakersfield, California, was to Utah State, but at least he was considered a three-star recruit. You won't see any of the, oh, well, he was a two-star. None of that here. All right, point number four. It looks like there might be only one running back taken for the second year in a row. That would be Georgia's DeAndre Swift is getting all of the mock draft love. Last year, the only running back taken was Josh Jacobs out of Alabama in the 20s by the Raiders. All right, so Swift, this is an interesting thing. No one who watched college football last year said that DeAndre Swift was the best running back in college football. He's less proven than Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins, but he's also got way less wear and tear than those guys. Think about Taylor and Dobbins. They were freshman starters, freshman stars. Swift, you knew his name as a freshman, but he spent that time behind Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. I wonder also if LSU's Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who fits the Swift profile with high versatility as a pass catcher and low wear and tear, can surge. When you think about the running backs, it's interesting that you only might have one guy taken because we, we sort of ramped up thinking that this was going to be a running back heavy draft. And this is maybe it's because Najee Harris and Travis Etienne are coming back to school, but it's more so probably because NFL teams just don't value taking a running back in the first round. You can get a really good one in the second or third or fourth, fifth, sixth or seventh, or even undrafted. So I'm excited to see where Taylor and Dobbins go. It does not look like though, that they will be first round picks because eventually you got to pay him. You got to pay him a big second contract. And as you've seen with Todd Gurley, it doesn't always work out so well. What point are we on? We're point five. We told you last offseason that 2019 might be the year of the wide receiver, and that was before we even could have predicted Jamar Chase's LSU explosion. And looking at the mock drafts, and I'm right now I'm looking at CBS Sports. They've got a ton of them. You like choose an analyst. They got a mock draft, and it's free. I see nine receivers conservatively. In the first round, the locks are Oklahoma City Lamb, Alabama's Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, LSU's Justin Jefferson, Baylor's Denzel Mims. You also got guys like TCU's Jalen Regor, Colorado's LaVisca Chenault, Arizona State's Brandon IU, Clemson's Steve Higgins, probably a second-round pick, Michigan Donovan Peoples-Jones, probably a second-round pick, or worse. My favorite of all of those guys, 
and this is the growing consensus as well as is, is CD lamb from Oklahoma. I think he's got everything you want and he, yeah, he's slightly less athletic than Henry Ruggs who isn't, but he is more proven. He seems like a nice marriage of what you want in an NFL receiver. And what's interesting is that none of these players are projected to be top 10 picks. The mock drafts have the run of receivers beginning with the Las Vegas Raiders at number 11. Right now, that looks like a fit for Lamb. He would look good in the silver and black. Point number six. Well, the colleges with the most players drafted since 2000, can you guess them? It's Ohio State and Alabama. Ohio State is 131. Alabama has 118. And again, this is most players drafted total since 2000. I think both of these schools are going to have big NFL drafts. Alabama could have six first-rounders. Ohio State might only have two first-rounders, but both of those guys are going to be in the top five range. Chase Young and Jeffrey Okuda could have another first-round pick, too, just depending on what happens with J.K. Dobbins. I was looking at some seven-round mock drafts, and, I mean, it's just full of Alabama and Ohio State players. Waves and waves and waves of them. So those, those guys are going to increase their bragging rights. Point number seven. I think I'm on point number seven. My notes are messed up here. The quarantine's getting to me. So the record for most 24-7 sports composite five stars, and that's the industry-generated 24-7 sports composite. It's a recruiting ranking. You take in 24-7's ranking, Rivals' rankings, ESPN rankings. The record for most five stars taken in a first round was 2017. When we saw 10 former five stars taken in the first round, the 2019 draft last year saw eight former five stars selected. How many will there be in 2020? I was looking at CBS Sports mock draft from Ryan Wilson, one of their leading draft analysts. I counted seven. That doesn't include, though, it does not include guys like Henry Ruggs, Clavon Chison, who were five stars in 24-7 Sports' top 247 rankings, and it does not include either a guy like Jedrick Wills or Andrew Thomas, offensive linemen, who were just outside the five-star range. So long story short, it's going to be another banner year for the recruiting rankings as far as the draft is concerned and if you believe that recruiting rankings don't matter you're probably listening to the wrong podcast and you're definitely 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 wrong point number eight when surveying mock drafts a few names who won't stand out to casual or even the immersive college football fan houston offensive lineman josh jones boise state lineman ezra cleveland ezra cleveland and then perhaps even TCU defensive tackle Ross Blacklock, who, by the way, was a four-star recruit. So those are guys who, if you're watching the draft come two Thursdays from now, you might be like, who? I'm eager to learn more about all these guys in the next few days. Uh, what was their recruiting backstory? Why did they fly under the radar? How did the NFL find out about them without the college football media giving them much love? I'm mostly excited to learn about Jones from Houston, the lineman, Josh Jones. I had never heard of him two weeks ago. And now he's getting buzz as like a top 20 pick. I know that 24-7 Sports' Chris Hummer interviewed him on Friday. So you can expect a story on that soon. Point number nine. Who are the faces of the college football season in 2019 who are not showing up as first-round picks? And where might they go? CBS Sports did a seven-round mock. Here's what I saw. You might not know all these names, but... I think I picked a few that, you know, different conferences here, different there. And all of these guys, I thought, you know, had an interesting imprint throughout their career. Lynn Bowden, Kentucky, receiver turned quarterback, a la Randall Cobb. He'll play receiver in the NFL. He's a second or third round pick. Penn State speeder, speedster KJ Hamler looks like a third round pick. 
Jonathan Taylor, the Wisconsin running back, 6,000 yards in his career, slipping all the way to the third round in this seven-round mock. I mean, I I thought you might take him in the first round. Jalen Hurts, you don't need any intro there. He's a third-round pick, looks like. Georgia quarterback Jake Fromm has slipped to the fourth round. He'll be a good backup for somebody. If you thought Jake Fromm was a first-round pick headed into the 2019 college football season, you were talking yourself into that. LSU tight end Thaddeus Moss, fourth-round pick. Washington State quarterback Anthony Gordon, fifth-round pick. Interesting to see, after years of Mike Leach quarterbacks not either getting credit or an opportunity in the in the NFL, to see Anthony Gordon as a guy who could compete for a job down the road because, of course, last year you saw Gardner Minshew, Minshew mania in Jacksonville. Boston College running back A.J. Dillon was a superstar as a freshman in 2017. He's a sixth-round pick. Texas wide receiver Colin Johnson, sixth-round pick, big guy, six foot six. Probably not going to run that well if he had had the opportunity to run at his pro day. Michigan linebacker Kalik Hudson, another sort of guy who was a big-time player, thought he might be an upgrade over Jabril, Jabril Peppers a few years ago. Never really panned out like that. He's a sixth-rounder. Stanford tight end Colby Parkinson was a five-star recruit in 2017. Massive player, six foot seven. Thought he might be the next Gronk. He's a seventh-round pick. We'll see what he does with his opportunity. He did leave early for the NFL. Cal linebacker Evan Weaver led college football in tackles. He's a seventh-round pick projected. And then Virginia quarterback Bryce Perkins, one of my favorite players of the last two years, looks like he's a seventh-round pick. Point number 10, the 10th thing to know. Every conference likes to brag about the number of players they have selected in the NFL draft, and it is one lens in in which you can view the NFL draft. The SEC usually runs away with it. Last year, it had 64 draft picks compared to the Big Ten at 40, Pac-12 at 33, ACC at 28, Big 12 had 26. So that's something to keep an eye on next weekend is which conference is crushing it? Which conference am I not seeing? Many representatives have their name called from. Looking at CBS Ryan Wilson's mock draft. I saw 15 SEC players in the first round. And I I know that they have 14 schools. And that Alabama and LSU, 15, that's crazy. That's almost half. Big Ten had six, uh, and they were second. So that's, hopefully, you learned something. I learned something making those notes. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to talk about the coronavirus-related news from the weekend eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Check out this opening line of a letter that Florida State offensive lineman Andrew Baselli penned Friday on the program's official football website. Quote, 
I'm 22 years old, a healthy student athlete playing football at one of the best programs in college football history. And I had coronavirus made quite uh, the headline on Friday when Andrew Baselli announced that he had uh, the rest of his family too had recovered and had had coronavirus. Uh, Andrew's the son of Tony Baselli. His story, his recovery from COVID-19 was well documented last week, earlier in the week, and then you saw that his son, Andrew, lays out that he had it. The letters, I recommend you go go read it. Andrew talks about how, how, how the virus spread through the family. He describes nights of 103-degree temperatures, severe exhaustion, thinking he had gotten over it, and then not having gotten over it. The next day, just floored by exhaustion. And I, I saw that Utah, UTEP, so Texas El Paso fullback Forrest McKee, tweeted on Sunday that he's feeling better too after learning Friday he had tested positive for COVID nineteen was expected to make is expected to make a full recovery. That's two active college football players I know of now to have tested positive for coronavirus. Keep an eye on it. I think it's newsy at this point. One other thing: last week we detailed how Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy was under fire for saying in rather reckless fashion that he wanted his players back on campus May first, which of course defies social distancing guidelines, defies. Oklahoma State's campus closures defies Big 12, no organized activities, at least through May 31st. You probably have seen what Gundy said, how he said it, yada, yada. Oklahoma State was really quick to issue a statement separating itself from his point of view on that. And then over the weekend, you would think, was he forced to issue what kind of was a sorry, not sorry type of apology in which in a statement, Mike Gundy said, I have, been made, I have been made aware that comments from my press conference have offended some. It was never my intention to offend anyone, and I apologize. My first priority is and always will be the student-athletes and doing what is best for the program and the university. If you've ever upset anybody and if you have ever had to issue an apology, you probably know that the sorry I offended you apology is not the best route to go. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. I appreciate you listening. If you like what we're doing, leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Excited to to maybe you know get some non-coronavirus news going th- this week. Maybe some NFL draft stuff. Uh, you know, check out Twenty Four Seven Sports. We've got a lot of cool stuff going on right now. So for our producer Tony Levitt, I'm Trey Scott, and we will see you on Tuesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.